e-commerce, it's incredible. It's a new generation. It's a new way to scale from instead of waiting five years. If you've got the right product, you can go. And um, I suppose that kind of helped me get it to the Facebook feeds and Google and surf stores would see it, advertise and go, hey, we want this in our store. This is Superfast Business with James Schramko. James Helping you build your business super fast. James Schramko here. Welcome back to superfastbusiness.com. This is episode 910. Today, we're chatting about paint. And for that, I've brought along Danny. G'day, Danny. How are you going? Hey, James. Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. How are you? I'm great. Danny Surf Paints. Famous in my part of the world. You've got this great product. I'm going to put them up to the camera here. This is your Surf Paints product. And um, how we got to meet was a friend of mine who I actually was a cabin mate with on a Maldives trip. His son's a real frother and really into surfing and he's coming on the show as well. And uh, I believe you sponsored him and sent him over some paints because the kids love to draw pictures on their surfboards. In fact, this one behind me was just a blank board yesterday. I just whipped this up overnight. <laughs> really? I'm joking, of course. This is, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a Mark Richards. It looks like uh, a um, free ride. Yeah, it looks like a Mark Richards has done that in the bloody shaving bay. <laughs> it is. It's a four-time yeah. world champion shaped board. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, with the original spray job, it's great when they, yeah. when they make a board, they actually um, got here. This is funny. This is what they actually make in the factory, this spec sheet. So Yeah, custom sheet. Yeah, you get a drawer. And- custom sheet, and they draw exactly yeah. how it's going to have to look, and it ends up like that. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, of course, it's a very special board. But, you know, like Mark Richards was sort of famous for saying something like, uh, no, actually it wasn't. It was Dick Van Stralen. He's like, life is too boring if you just have plain boards. And this guy's full of, he yeah. just loves colour, DVS. Great. Uh, legend great. in the industry. But, anyway, you've got this great product. So this kid was telling his dad about it. The dad contacted me and said, hey, I know this young guy, Danny. He's got a great product and he really wants to blow it up online. Can you have a chat to him? So yeah, I got in touch true. with you. We had a bit of back and forth. Yeah. And I said to you, Danny, I, I don't really do e-commerce stuff. I'll just tell you straight mm. up. Mm. And we talked about some of the basic stuff like email marketing and your website and how you're selling it and who you're selling it to and that sort of stuff. But you were, mm. you were over in West Australia and you were fairly early on in the trying to take your amazing product into the market. And the reason I wanted to talk about this on the episode is there's plenty of people listening to this who have good products. I've got clients who have shirts for horse riders, furniture, all sorts of products that are actually really good, but they're not exactly sure how to go about marketing. So I'd love to just sort of capture that journey a little bit. Just from when you were small, you've had this idea. I mean, lots of surfers have been painting their boards for years, but there was never a surf paints. This is a classic case of the absolute best product for what people are trying to do instead of using a different product to get the result they want. And so it's bang on with the niche. And you've gone from idea to getting it out there and you've had a few struggles along the way and challenges. But I pointed you in the direction of some experts and we talked about some different ways you can market. And I'd just love to see, you know, as you went down that path, what did it look like back then? You know, is it the classic out of the back of the car type business setup? Yeah, wow. Like I suppose, firstly, James, I'm so stoked know that you know so much about my brand like we haven't really had much conversation about surf paints to be honest we talked about business but just to hear you and how much you vibe surf paint and you know it already of what it's actually doing to the market and you love surfing which obviously helps so thank you for that but 
Yeah, well, where did it start? Like, definitely started with the idea of, you know, I love painting surfboards growing up and you've already touched on it. There is plenty of products out there that you can use on a surfboard, but there's a lot of people out there that don't know what paint to use and how to do it. And that was kind of my struggle. You know, I'm asking mates going, hey, what paint do you use? And they'd tell me this brand. And then another mate will say, no, nah, don't use that, use this, acrylic, it doesn't matter, enamel's fine. And then I'd go to a surfboard shaper, they'd have different recommendations. I'd go to a surf store, there was no painting products there. I was like, what? And then there was no blog. The blogs online were 10 years old and there were professional artists. And I just went, you know what? Like there is definitely an opportunity in the market here. I'm going to make it easier to paint a surfboard. And that was how it started. You know, I knew kind of what paint works best, which is a high quality acrylic. And it was about, you know, naming it, marketing it right and placing it in surf stores, putting it on feeds of surfers, you know, enticing the mum because the mum is the one that purchases, you know. So like it was all that kind of strategy. But um, I didn't think it was going to go as well as it did because like you said, like I wouldn't say back of a car. I'd say I went pretty heavy on the online marketing early, which was lucky because I had a friend who's got a sunglass business and he's just blowing up like 250 grand a month kind of vibes. And he went heavy on the e-commerce and I actually got his marketer at the start of Surf Paint. It was a bit of a passion project. And I was like, wow, online e-commerce, it's incredible. It's a new generation. It's a new way to scale from instead of waiting five years if you've got the right product you can go and um, I suppose that kind of helped me get it to Facebook feeds and Google and surf stores would see it advertise and go hey we want this in our store and um, that's kind of how it started and I was a high school teacher so I launched this when I was teaching and then um, I got enough bites out of it to go you know what I reckon there's something here but saying that it wasn't turning over, you know, a 90 grand wage a year. So it was a risk. But I would say if anyone wants to have a crack, like if you have enough confidence in your product and you're getting enough interest, you're getting enough feedback of people saying, hey, great product or like, hey, this would be great for my son or like, wow, what amazing. How good is that art? Like there's just so much passion and you're getting emails, you're getting Instagram messages. That's kind of like you've got to go for it. Like I've heard you on your previous podcast. It's not easy. It doesn't happen overnight. Like there has to be some risk. And that's not to say get in massive debt and put yourself in, you know, you might have to do part-time work and launch it and do, you know, some lifeguarding, some bar work, something on the side. But Surfbanks went from, it was a side hustle. It could have been a side hustle to this day, but going full-time, it is now a professional, it's a company. So that's because I spend every day on it and I've, yeah, investing my time at the moment, which hopefully, you know, with the help of you, we can get a bit of my time back. <laughs> but, um, yeah. You are. It's like one thing that you do and it's, it's really worth mentioning. By the way, it's really healthy advice. Like it's okay to have a job or to generate an income Absolutely. and not have to survive off your business. This is a common Absolutely. error that I see people do. They jump out of the plane with no parachute mm. and they pray and mm. hope. And then mm. they sort of come to me with this too much pressure for it's like, sink, you know, yeah. if this doesn't work, I'm going to splat yes. on the planet Earth. And I'm like, yeah. why did you jump out of the plane until you at least have yes. a working prototype, yes. right? Yeah. So the other thing that you do that's amazing is you're thirsty for knowledge and you implement. I remember I sent across my book 
I said, listen, if you want to ask me more questions, get in touch. And you did. You keep sending emails. We keep chatting. And every time I speak to you, I notice this measurable progress from the last time we spoke. If I mm. send you off somewhere to do something or check something mm. or try something, you go and do it. Yep. And that's another big differentiator between yep. people who get to the end or not. You're crawling over that mm. broken glass, an expression that I like to say. And testing, but you've bumped into the same sort of things a lot of e-commerce people have, and that is working out your channel distribution. Because if you walk into surf stores now in Australia, at least, and I know you're developing other markets, you will find this product on the shelf, which is great because one of the problems with uh, trying to paint your board is if you want to use spray cans or whatever, you have to go to a hardware store and you have to find the kid who's got the padlock key because if you're not yeah. not 18 years old, yeah. they can't open the cabinet for you. So like it's an adults only thing. Mm. The other one is that, yeah, there's not that much good information on how to do it. And so one thing that you've done well that I think a lot of business owners could learn from is the contest marketing and the demonstration aspect of it. So I'd love to speak to those two things. And yep. firstly, let's talk about the contest marketing. Yep. How have you introduced that into your socials? So, yeah, there's two things. I love how you brought that up. So there's definitely my social media competitions. And then there's the ebook, which is online on how to paint a surfboard. Yeah, I knew before I started the business, I was like looking for design ideas on how to paint a board because that is the number one question is, oh, that's a cool idea, but I can't draw to save my life. That's totally me. I'm not a very good artist. But I've started, one of the ways I use these paints is they color match my boards. And if I have a quad that I write as a twin, then I'll hmm. paint out the extra fin boxes to make them disappear. Yep. Yep. Good idea. You know, so like there's a sort of, that's my little disappearing act hack. Yeah. And the color range is so good. I've always been able to match it, which is good. I've got the new fluoro colors. I've got to get you a pack. I'll get you some fluoros later. You'll love them. Yeah. Well, I think Dick Van Stralen would be excited. Or definitely Mark Richards would, yeah. would be into the colors. Go back to the 70s, mate. <laughs> Very 80s. Yeah. What was I going to say? Yeah. So I knew. Contests. Contests. I knew that. I actually am not an artist. I'm not good at drawing. I just love putting color on my board and scribbling. It's kind of my style just to make it different to the standard stock. And yeah, it's unique. It's not just a surfboard. It's actually your own. And that's why my motto is make it your own. And a lot of pros do it in their hotel room if they're stuck yeah. somewhere or there's no swell or, you know. Yeah, it's, it's just the perfect canvas to do it, you know. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be perfect because it's a surfboard and it's going to get dinged. It's going to snap. It's going to get thrashed. It's going to get thrashed. Just, just put something on it. But yeah, I knew this could be a good idea of people. That would be my marketing is putting board designs up. And I didn't think it would go this well. But as soon as I said, I started doing some, you know, I had to, at the start, I had to produce a lot of content. So I was putting up my boards or putting up mates boards. I was seeking out some other boards that have been painted, not necessarily with my product, just putting out some design just to get it going. And um, that's how, what I'd say to your listeners is just get it going. And then um, all of a sudden I got enough content and then people started buying my products and then painting and tagging me in it. And then I was like, let's give an incentive, like a design of the month competition judged by you guys. And all of a sudden people were like, this is sick. I'm going to be on an Instagram page. And at the start, they just do it for the passion. Now my following is quite big that they want to be seen on my page. And it's just like a multiplier effect. It's like I'm getting, you know, up to 15 tags a day in border and hashtag surf paint. And we're talking mostly Instagram here, right? 
Mostly, that's my platform. And, and it's, it is the surfing platform. Like all the shapers are on it, all the, yeah. the tour pros and the free surfers. And you're right, as a surfer, there's nothing better than when a shaper or a shop or a, someone will repost your thing or acknowledge yeah. you. It's amazing. Yeah. And now that kind of answers one of the questions for your business. What's the problem? Oh, I don't know what to do. Well, then let's show you what you can do. The power of demonstration. And my product's very visual. And the important thing, which is a big difference to my competitors, which I don't, you know, have a necessary competitor in this market, is like a lot of the board art is professional, like tattoo artists or professional artists or surfboard shapers that have got spray guns and all that. Big part of surf paints is the everyday surfer, everyday artist, just amateur art, putting it up. If you do amazing art, I'm definitely going to share it. And people love seeing, you know, a really cool skull or whatever. But if you've just done like black rail or if you've just done a little smiley face like a six-year-old does a little scribble smiley face like Like the girls who get a little tattoo on their ankle or something (laughs) yeah mate it's fine you've tagged your own board it's yours and i share that because that inspires the majority of my audience because if i just did really good board art all of a sudden who's going to buy surf paints they're going to be like i can't draw that no way whereas if you show them this amateur stuff that that is achievable they'll go i could actually do that that's why i don't do just podcast case studies where someone's a baller doing a hundred million dollars a year on my show i love to highlight real people doing real things because this is inspiring to regular people yeah and we all start with zero and then we get somewhere but people at different stages of the journey can be helpful so just a quick little recap where we're at so far you identified something that was missing in the market you've created it you're so passionate about it that you did part-time jobs while you kept feeding the business till it got strong enough to support you. You're thirsty for the knowledge. You actually implement it. You have started demonstrating to people the results of what the product can do and encouraging them with a range of different case studies to show them that you can step into this at any point. And then you started incentivizing it with the contest and that really force-fed the machine. And now you've got this big following which means when you go and talk to a store about stocking your product, the chances are they've probably already yeah. seen it or heard about it, yeah. and you've created yeah. your own market. Yeah. Now people are going to the store saying, I want to buy some surf paints, and the store owner's like, well, crap, what's surf paints? We better go and check it out. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they're coming to you saying, Danny, we want to stock your surf paints. Yes, exactly. And that's a part of my kind of strategy at the moment is the online and the wholesale. Is, you know, sometimes my online return is only two two to one or maybe three to one. And some days I'm like, geez, I'm actually not probably making money this month from online, but then I'll get, you know, 20 grand of wholesale that month. So it's kind of, if online's doing poor, there's people in the surf store buying it. And if you can get the wholesale ticking over and your online's still pretty strong for the ones that don't want to go in, then you can kind of find a happy medium, which is kind of my strategy at the moment. But it wasn't at the start. I, I was so heavy on online. Mm-hmm. I was heavy just online, online. I wasn't supporting the surf stores, even though they were getting my product. I didn't give them a display stand. I didn't give them resources to post about surf paints. I didn't really talk to them as much as I should have and communicate about the product. I didn't, um, yeah, which I'm all learning now that it's really important. This is so critical because for my clients who have physical products, who have retail channels and are selling direct on their website, and wholesale channels selling to stores, the resellers, 
that's a question that comes up all the time. You know, like, how do we be in the market and not see like we're competing with them? You know, how do we support them, but also still have our direct channel as well? And Massive. I've encountered this buying surfboards. I can buy a surfboard directly from the shaper. Yes. I can buy it directly from the store yes. who has a relationship with the shaper. And there's sometimes where I want to buy it from the store and I love that relationship and they deal with the end shaper. There's other times where I deal with both of them, but it still comes through the store. And there's sometimes where I just deal directly with the shaper. But often the shaper will send it back through a store if they're really loyal and have a yeah. great connection with it. Yes. I've got one for you, James, just on that. It's a really good point you brought up about the surf store. So I spoke to a surf store owner the other day and we were talking about surf paints, how to move more of it in his store. It's actually in around freshwater area where you used to live. And he actually mentioned that, mate, a lot of our customers are mums coming in that don't actually really know about your product or even care about some of the products that come in here. They just want to come in, be told what's good, or they want to see it on the counter, or they want to see it presented well and see that price right, and they're just going to buy it. And that blew my mind because I was like, wow, like maybe, maybe I've been reading it wrong. Maybe like these professional surfers or these surfers like you and I that want to paint their boards, maybe they're actually not 80% of my purchases. That's right. Maybe they're just 20% of my purchases and I'm missing out on the avatar. I'm missing out on the customer totally. avatar. Like the surfboard companies have been obsessed with promoting pro model boards like the pros ride, but yeah. people like me can't ride those boards. I can't ride those yeah. refined thin boards. I'm not good enough. Mm. The people who buy the most boards are probably 40 to 60-year-olds who are buying yes. bigger, longer, wider, thicker boards. And, they have money. And they, yeah, and they fill their garage with them. Trust me on that. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, if the store that you're talking about is one of my favorite stores down there, they have the most beautiful array. My wife went and purchased a store credit for my birthday from Keel Surf down at Freshwater. Yeah. And... She did that because she knows that that's where I want to go and buy something, and even though she didn't mm. know exactly which one to get, which is the best way to buy something for a surfer. It can be risky if you buy them the actual thing and it's the wrong size yeah. or whatever. But for yeah. surf paints, for a surfer, it is literally a no-brainer, and it's a mm. great mum or dad present or friend present of someone who, mm. who you know likes surfing but you, because they can then do what they want with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. So we've talked a little bit about channel marketing. We've talked about contests. We've talked about the power of demonstration. To that point, I think, you know, your sketchbook or whatever, that is one of the most brilliant things I've seen for a long time. Like my two-year-old was drawing today. She's filling out a sort of fill-in-the-colors type book. And to do that, I know all surfer kids, but I wasn't one because I started surfing when I was 42, <laughs> but all surfer kids are sketching in their little books at school. It's mm. like great to give mm. them the inspiration thing. Brilliant. Mm. Now, I met you through an athlete who you have sort of been sort of really helping out mm. and he puts pictures up and stuff as well. So that's a great thing in, in influencer or endorser marketing. Mm. Can you speak to that for a second? Yeah. So I've got a few surfers that are you know professionals or high social following that I send pens to usually just for free I've never exchanged money at this stage and yeah basically you want them to use your product and then post it and yeah it's something it's a good point because right now I'm getting it quite a lot organically and I'm very lucky you know because I'm not 
choosing the, the high-end athletes that are on sponsorship deals with Billabong or Quicksilver. I'm choosing the ones that are up and coming and they don't necessarily have, they're not chasing contracts and all that. And I feel like that's kind of where I'm at is just to go with them. You've done well. You know, I've partnered with people early in their lifeline. I've got some of my clients who have done $65 million a year. I partnered with them when they were doing 180 grand a year. Yeah. The one you partnered with who I met, I mean, he's taken out the Australian championships and he's taken out yeah. the, the world he's going off to the junior worlds uh and he'll he'll be in with a good shot like you're picking quite nice horses in the race i got lucky with that one without burning up too much time chris the dad actually reached out and we got chatting and he was an entrepreneur himself so it was really good to just talk to him and i think he just kind of saw the authenticity of me and the product and i ended up hanging out with him at his house and we just surfed and drank beers and had campfires and that's how the relationship started which was awesome but on the influencer thing I'm actually going to big focus for 2022 is the affiliate marketing program which is huge and it'll be a part of my business strategy is creating a system where products get sent out to such x person and then they are required to produce a content for your brand with some instructions and in return they can make 10% on the sales so it's you're getting the content you're getting their audience sales for a cost but as you know you know marketing online is quite expensive so this is a cost probably 20% of your order value but you're getting to customers you couldn't get to and you're getting content that you can have forever Sign me up for that one, Danny. I've, I've got a surf website with – actually, my surf website gets more views than Superfast Business just to – Really? Yeah. I'm happy to run affiliate banners on that and some write-ups. Let's do it. Easy. Also, let's talk logistics. As you've grown, obviously, you would have had to keep reinvesting back into the actual product. Yeah. I want to just ask you about R&D or product development. Yeah. And you don't have to give away any trade secrets. So I'm not asking for that. But yeah. let's say I've got a lady who's selling – shirts for the horse riding market and and, and yeah. a particular shirt sells well and then she wants to reinvest and get more at what point do you start thinking oh we should add different clothing to the range and how do we talk you know how do we replace our supply source to get a better economy of scale have these things come up for you yeah, yeah. <laughs> i imagine they have, <laughs> especially now two things there so like for me paint there's so many colors and sizes out there it's like when do I start implementing the bigger colors, the bigger sizes? There's so much I've got a plan in the future, but it involves money and it involves money up front with your manufacturers overseas. So stock inventory or inventory purchase is easily the most difficult thing for if you have a product that you sell, especially overseas, is because it takes three or four months to make and they require usually an upfront deposit. And then it's like, where do you send it to and how do you distribute yep. it from there? Like the on costs and holding costs and all the rest of yeah. it, it could be a nightmare. So it's start with what you can afford at the start and see if it's selling. And then you'll probably make a few mistakes with reorders. You might reorder too little and then you'll sell out. And then you might reorder too much and then you've got a bit of a cash flow problem. So Unfortunately, for your first year, you've got to kind of do a bit of trial and error and kind of just do what you can afford and maybe a little bit more than what you can afford and back yourself in. And if worst case, get that part-time job and pay it off. But um, once I'm at a stage where, yeah, I've got to kind of go big and 
I've got to go big in advance, which is involves, you know, things like you might have to get a bank loan if you really back yourself or some financial support or negotiate with your manufacturer saying, look, I've got this, I've got this in order and see where you go because each manufacturer is different and there'll be contracts that will go over, but you might be able to get a 50% down payment and then a 50% down payment once it arrives two months later or whatever. So that's kind of what I'm working through. Would you ever consider taking on a partner? Yeah, I did. Or investors? I got really close to that at one stage just because I wasn't smart enough as well. There's a lot of questions coming up that I was like, geez, I just don't know the answer. I don't know the direction. And, you know, like reaching out to you, because there's only so much I can reach out to you and without, you know, getting on the course, but then actually doing the course involves time, which, you know, if you had a partner that had already experienced stuff, what you guys have experienced, they can just kind of accelerate you. So I was like, but I ended up getting a deal that just put that on hold. And this deal that I did gave me the cash flow to keep going. Awesome. So keep control and grow yeah. it to the next stage. I get the longer you can wait until you do that, probably the better yeah. in your interest. Yeah. Yeah. What's the second part that you're asking? Oh, the research and development. Wasn't yeah. R&D. Like yeah. you kind of covered that with different size pens and, yeah. and, and yeah. that, and you probably yeah. get lots of user yeah. feedback. I imagine you got far more ideas or user requests than what you could, mm. you know, what I found, sort of certainly in the digital side of things, is sometimes it's just simpler to have less offerings and mm. know that there's things you could sell, but it's going to extra time and effort and mm. challenge. Yeah. And of your range, there'll be one set that probably sells the most and is the easiest mm. to double down on mm. before you go Definitely. on the fringe stuff. Yeah. Yes, that's important. Yeah, know, know your biggest seller and double down on them. But this yeah. applies to software or anything, even agency yeah. selling services. Yeah. The last part I want to ask you is, it's going to impact everybody. It started out as just you. At what point, if at all, have you started to assemble team? You mentioned before you got some help of an agency. You've also had a little bit of help from people like me on the side who steer you in the right direction occasionally and send you over a book. What about you know support or people handling admin or other sort of marketing activities or warehousing, those sort of things? Have you started to assemble team at this point? Yeah, that's the hardest thing easily for growing a business, especially where I'm at at the moment is getting a team. And, you know, my team is only really a paid marketing subcontractor. And like, I've got a fulfillment center in Western Australia. So that's a bit of a team You're communicating with them with orders. But I'm at the point where I'm probably getting enough emails of customer support. So, you know, I want to take myself away from that. And that's what I wanted to get more in with you as I think I looked into the virtual assistants from using people over in the Philippines. Yeah, it sounds exactly what you need. That's what they're, they're born to do that. They're so good at it. I need to get onto that. But then I was going to ask you a very important one is, okay, so, you know, I'm doing the graphic design. I'm doing the customer support. I'm doing the research development. I'm doing the calls to surf stores. I'm making the deals happen. I'm doing the Facebook posts, the Instagram posts. I'm, you know, having hour conversations and stuff. So my biggest problem is, can I trust someone over in the Philippines to do a surf market ad content? 100%. They built my entire surf website. They've done all my reviews. They've done all the research. They do all the posts, the traffic, the backlinks, the emails, everything. They're like, absolutely. None of them surfed before. And I've taken them all surfing, my team all surf now. And uh, it's totally 
totally they can learn a market. If you start off with them in customer support, text-based customer support is like the absolute easiest thing to hire for. And then they can learn other functions. They can expand into marketing and emails. They can follow up your stores. They can do invoices. They can do bookkeeping. They can do website development. They can do your socials. My team do all my socials. As soon as we hang up, Danny, I'm going to drag this file into Drive on Google, and then I won't see it again. It'll suddenly come out on Apple and across our website and the email will go out and the socials will happen and the little video clips will be edited and my team do absolutely everything there. And they'll send you an email and say, Danny, your episode's out. (laughs) They will have done all of that. So it's like magic. I can't believe, you know, you've cracked onto it early and that's been a huge part of your success. It's like Massive. There's no way I could have the life I have without my team. No way. This is the number one problem with businesses is finding a team because in Australia, the wages are 100 grand. Yeah, and forget it. It's time to find them and then it's trust to let them have a go at it. So if you're saying that you can get that overseas for a quarter of the, the price, it's a no brainer. And it's something I definitely, that's probably where I'm at is I need to just start it. Well, then we're going to need to do an update episode because your life's about to change, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously. No, seriously. Give it to me. This will be a pivot point in the trajectory of surf paints. Aside from when I promoted as an affiliate, because I'm really excited to sink my teeth in it. Yeah. Because I used the product. I like the product. And I've tried the other ways of painting and I've tried the other products out there. Yeah. So I really need to know the things that I promote are good for people. And uh, I think you've hit on a great little market. So, yes, we'll talk about the team thing. The company who we get, my wife and I set up a business called yeah. Vision Find oh. Oh. and we'll find a general VA who you can just plug into your business and then yep. tell them exactly what you're doing and show them how you yeah. do it and then they take it yeah. over and then you can just keep adding over time. Wow. And last one on that is you said they can create the Facebook ads for you, for example. Yeah. Hey, here's all this footage. Can you make it so it targets this audience? And- they can do all the creatives. I do have help from someone else to go into Facebook and set all the yes. ad okay. options, all that crap. We don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you use someone in Australia to do the actual management, but you get them to create the content. Yeah, and, and he doesn't do it. He doesn't do creatives or anything. He says, you will need someone to do creatives. So my, yes. he says to my team, oh, we need this video or these banners or that. And my team just oh, okay. give it all to him. And then he just yeah. goes in and sets all the settings. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. So he gives you the direction and the strategy. Hey, I really reckon there's a pain point here for people that, you know, are looking to grow their business, but they're at this point. So let's touch on this point. He doesn't even like to do the strategy, but he will give suggestions. What he likes to do is log in and set all the campaigns up and pick the audiences and set the budgets and do all that, the AI and the auto bidding and the custom audiences and all that stuff that if you're not doing that full time, don't try and do it is my advice. Just get someone like him who they're fractional. So they'll just work with you and and other people and they only charge you a, a small monthly fee. And then if you have a team to support that with creatives and assets, then he can just get it out there. That's how I promoted wow. my book and my challenge. And he could do also do it across YouTube, Google, and Facebook. And now because we mentioned I'm going to get like 16 people send me an email. Who's the guy? So if someone's listening to this and they want a, a guy who just runs the ads, and I'm not being sexist here, he is a guy, then I have someone who I think is quite good who's been doing my stuff. And there's plenty of people who are not good out there. So that's quite rare to find someone good who's still got capacity to actually serve. Because that's the other problem. The really good ones get blown out. Is he just good because he's getting you really good results? Or is he good because you know he's got 
Like he knows. He's good because he's been really well trained by um, Alana from teachtraffic.com. Yes. So he's yes. had fantastic training. Yes. He's gotten me great results. So that's a good thing. Yes. If I put in 20 grand, I get 150 grand back out. And I think that's great. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because he's very honest, there was a time where someone hacked his computer and, and they ran some ads on my Facebook account and racked up some spending fees. And he reimbursed me straight away while we got it back from Facebook, which we did get back. Wow. So that was like a little, that's an acid test on someone's character and responsibility. He took 100% responsibility. And wow. uh, so, you know, like they're rare when you meet them in business. That's like I want to surround myself yes. with people with integrity yes. who are good at what they do. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Mate, this is really, really good what you just touched on then. Yeah, and you've, you know, your story is really helpful because I just, I mean, I love seeing people go, well, starting out with an idea and going, well, like I'm inspired by what you do. I've tracked you from the beginning or almost the beginning and your story's got plenty of chapters left. So I wanted to say I support you. I know your story is going to help other people with just, you know, like seriously, we're just talking about some pens here and you've turned that into an entire business and it's great what you're doing. It's good for the surf community as well. And also I think there's going to be opportunities come from a discussion like this for others. They're going to get an idea, maybe help people, show them how to use the product, create a little competition, think about coming up with deals to get better supply. Keep your model range slimmer until you're really confident about where you need to go next and then start building team when you find you're doing too many tasks. So Boom, that's it. This is episode 910. We're going to pop it up there on superfastbusiness.com with a full transcription. And uh, Danny from Surf Paints, thank you so much for sending me these paints too. I appreciate them. They really made my day when I opened up that envelope and there was um, it's like surf gold. Yeah, and I, I hope the kids enjoyed it. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. So, um, Danny, thanks very much. Legend. Thanks, James. Appreciate being on. Awesome. Discover how to build your business super fast. Check out superfastbusiness.com. Yeah.